Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, continuing with our series here in the month of Ramadan, Paths to Peace. We've been talking about the ayat of the Qur'an that talk about peace and tranquility, specifically the mention of, in Arabic, the mention of salam, sakina, tamanina. There's a very fascinating verse of the Qur'an, which I thought a lot about whether to cover or not. This particular ayah talks about the opposite of this concept of peace and tranquility. It basically is an explanation or an example of what, what is not peace and tranquility and serenity. What is the opposite of it, if you will? It's a verse in Surah number 22, Suratul Hajj, Ayah number 11. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ حَرْفٍ that from the people there are those who worship God, who worship Allah on an edge. Where they're teetering on the edge. And the word harf is explained by many of the mufassirun, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, some of the major tabi'un of the, uh, some of the major mufassirun from the tabi'un, Mujahid, Qatada, etc. They say, ala shakkin. Um, some of them even mention specifically that it refers to harful uh, jabal, that it's talking about like a cliff, the edge of a mountain. And so the idea here is that that this person has entered into Islam, or this person has started to maybe comply with Islam live according to Islam, but is very much doing so on the brink, on an edge. You know when you stand somewhere on the edge of something, like you go and stand on the curb, and you kind of wobble back and forth a little bit, you don't fully have your balance. That wobbling, that teetering, that is what's described here. So they're worshipping Allah, but that's how they're doing it. They're 
in the community, but they're always, they kind of seem like they're on the edge. Like they'll flake at any moment. They'll cut and run at the first opportunity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to then elaborate himself. فَإِنْ أَصَابَهُ خَيْرٌ Now, if something favorable. Now, normally we understand the word khayr as good, goodness. But the word khayr is not necessarily being used here in that spiritual, philosophical sense of goodness. Here it's being used quite literally in either what somebody perceives to be favorable to them, what they want, what they are interested in, and and also, quite literally, the Qur'an sometimes uses the word khayr in the meaning of wealth, material wealth. So if the person comes into, comes to find material gain, material wealth, something that they enjoy, something that they like, something that they were interested in, there's that word. Then they are very satisfied with it. They are very satisfied with it. وَإِنْ أَصَابَتُ fitna. But if some trouble, some difficulty, some distress, some adversity, something unfavorable, something they didn't necessarily quote-unquote sign up for, in قَلَبَ عَلَى وَجْهِهِ Then they turn around and go the other way. And the way, even the expression that's used is that they turn on their face. Right? That they basically completely do a 180 and bolt in the other direction. This person has lost any goodness that could have been had in this world. And this person has definitely sabotaged any good that they could have had in the life of the hereafter. This is the ultimate ruin. This is the ultimate loss. This is the saddest fate that a person can have. And... There are narrations that talk about what exactly this is describing in very real terms. Abdullah ibn Abbas ibn Kathir rahmullahu ta'ala and also in, in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari in Kitab al-Tafsir he mentions that Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma said in commentary of this verse كَانَ الرَّجُلُ يَقْدِمُ الْمَدِينَةِ that a person would come to Medina at the time of the Prophet if they had a male offspring because of the culture and the society at that time, and they were so invested into having sons to carry on the name and to grow the, you know, the might of the tribe and so on and so forth. So if his wife gave birth to a son, and his animals started to multiply and have offspring, then he would say, this is a good religion. But if his wife maybe didn't even give birth to a child, let alone a son, and his animals, his flock was not multiplying, that this is not a good religion. Another narration he mentions that some of the Bedouins from around Medina, they came to the Prophet and they started to accept Islam. But then when they would go back home, if... It rained a lot that year, and the crop and the harvest was plentiful. They would say, They would say, this is a good religion, and then they would hold on firmly to it. 
But if they went back home and it was a little bit of a tough year, it didn't rain as much, the crop did not turn as much of a harvest and profit, they would say, Mafi dini There's no good in this religion at all. Abdurrahman ibn Zayd ibn Aslam, when the children of the great, you know, Mufassirun uh, uh, from the generation of the Tabi'un, Zayd ibn Aslam, his son Abdurrahman, he says, Huwal Munafiq. This is describing a hypocrite. In Salihat Lahu Dunyahu Aqama Al Ibadah. As long as things are going well for me in the bank balance, as long as my bank account looks good, Allahu Akbar. Oh, then mashallah, dialed in. You know, Maghrib, Isha, Taraweeh, Qiyam, Tahajjud, all of it. But then the moment when Fasadat Alayhi Dunyahu وتغيرت انقلب فلا يقيم على العبادة إلا لما صلح من دنياه. But then if the bank balance starts to drop a little bit, if this week didn't look too good at the shop, if you know the contract didn't go through, etc. etc. Then that person just completely stops worshiping, stops praying, loses interest, and the only time they go back and they connect is if there's some worldly opportunity. Oh, that brother is going to be there at the masjid. I'm going to go try to meet him over there. So that person's even at the masjid. Why? Because I can meet somebody who's got a hookup and a connect to help me with my, with my business, with my job, with my work. And, you know, this is very interesting. And that's why I was kind of share, uh, sharing initially. I was even reluctant to a little bit maybe. I, I was not reluctant, but I was putting a lot of thought into talking about this and how to talk about this. Because maybe the person's not doing anything haram. They're not doing anything wrong. He's just looking for good halal rizq, good sustenance. That's not a sin. There's nothing wrong with that. But we're not here to talk about what's right and what's wrong. What we've been talking about this whole month is how can I connect with Allah at a deeper level? How can I achieve that serenity, that, that tranquility. How can, I, how can my soul find peace? How can I connect with Allah at this deeper level where I'm dialed in, I'm connected, right? Peace and tranquility. Like we talked about that day, Ya nafsul inna irji'i ila rabbi. Go back to your Lord. Not go to your Lord, go back to your Lord. Because you spent your whole life connected to your Lord. Now it's time to go back to your Lord. So that's what I'm trying to find. And that's where we have to understand that. What are my motivations? What am I seeking? What am I wanting? What am I looking for? And that's what this verse is basically talking about. And the narrations go on and on and on. The one man came to the Prophet ﷺ. He became Muslim. And then shortly thereafter, he ran into some physical health problems. He ran into some financial hardship. And he came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, Aqilni, I'd like a full refund on my Islam. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Inna al-Islam la yuqal. There are no refunds with Islam, brother. There's no refunds with Islam. Meaning what he meant was, that's not how this works. You are basically throwing out the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like there are consequences for that. Like think about the wrath of Allah that you are incurring. And so this, as I mentioned, this is about 
the idea of what is the opposite of that peace and tranquility we're talking about. Where we're always just living on the brink, on the edge. It feels like we're walking a tightrope all the time. A little bit something good happens, oh. And then something starts to go bad, then oh, oh, oh no, oh no. And we're just back and forth and back and forth. And think of just even hearing that idea. Thinking about it, visualize it. That's why the Quran uses this visual. Like if you're all the way at the top of a mountain and there's like this, you know, barely any place to properly put your feet and you're like wobbling back and forth and you go a little bit too this way, a little bit too that way and you fall off a cliff. Think about how nerve-wracking it is, how stressful it is. How nerve-wracking, how anxiety-like riddling it is. And that's the idea that imagine living your whole life that way. Where you just never figured out your relationship with Allah. And it was just always back and forth. It's the opposite of what we have been talking about. It's the opposite of what we've been looking for. It's the opposite of what we want. We're looking for peace and tranquility and serenity. And we've talked about it all throughout this month. That in the battle of Badr when they're facing, staring death in the face, they're falling asleep in the battlefield. They're falling asleep in the battlefield. They're dozing off. In the battle of Hunayn, when everyone's running and panicking and running into each other and it's chaos. The believers have this peace and tranquility with their standing in the middle of a battlefield with their eyes closed. Serene. Where the Prophet وسلم, the Sahaba are you know, facing starvation and hunger. And there is, like it seems like all of Arabia has showed up out there at their doorstep to burn Medina to the ground, to massacre them, to eradicate them, to wipe them out of existence. The battle of the trench in Khandaq. And the Prophet is sitting with his companions with stones tied to his stomach. And he's smiling and putting his hand on their shoulder and saying that Allah has kept big things in store for you. Islam will go everywhere. And the Sahaba feed off that tranquility of the Prophet ﷺ, but the hypocrites, they scoff. They laugh. They're skeptical. Like we don't got food to eat and he talks about Roman Persia. So that's serenity. That's peace and tranquility. That whether it's hunger or starvation, or imminent death, the enemy at the gates, nothing can disturb you because you are connected to Allah. But on the contrary, you can have all the blessings of the world, everything at your fingertips, and the slightest bit of change in temperature throws you into a panic and frenzy. And it all goes back to why we do what we do. Why are we here? What is our motivation? And the answer to that is Allah. We need to be here for Allah. Do what we do for Allah. And always seeking Allah. Striving to please Allah. Always trying to connect to Allah. In these last couple of nights of the month of Ramadan that we have in front of us here remaining, it's still 
the opportunity for us to be able to find that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us sincerity. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us devotion. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us peace and tranquility. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be able to leave this month with a beautiful relationship with our Creator. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.